0: Welcome to another edition of the Gobeski-Wallace Report. I'm Dr. Adam Gobeski.
1: And I'm Charlie Wallace. We've got four uh, ethereal guests with us today. We've got Doug Gobeski. Hello. Wes Richardson. Happy. Paul Wilcox.
2: Happy to be here. And Tony Huff.
3: Hi, thank you very much.
4: I think we should be isolated guests instead. (laughs)
2: <laughs> that's always been the case though no, it
4: doesn't fit in with the theme <laughs> yeah, of the movie
2: not just emotionally are but... we all just alone together
5: all the time
0: <laughs> <laughs> so yes welcoming once again to our merry marvel movie march we've hit the big number 42 oh oh
2: wow
0: jackie the robinson
2: the light <laughs> the universe and everything
0: is jackie robinson <laughs> oh nice um we're talking about the November 2013 movie Thor: The Dark World, the second in the Thor series.
1: Yay! We finally made it.
0: You've <laughs> you been waiting for this. Is it a, yeah, the... a real Thor too, Stan? <laughs>
2: hey, just I'm not trying to spoil anything, but just wait and see.
1: <laughs> so I won't.
2: <laughs>
0: <laughs> you spoiled it for me, Paul. I wasn't going to wait and see. <laughs> Anyway, Thor the Dark World uh, is the story of one Dennis Thor Dark World, who's first in line for the Dark World mansion. But in order to get that, he has to replace all the light bulbs because the uh, previous owner, Mal Ekith, uh, took out all the lights because he didn't like lights. So it involves a long trip to the various hardware stores and retail stores and big box stores looking for light bulbs but there's been a run on light bulbs because apparently back in 2013 there was a pandemic going on so everyone was buying light bulbs out of panic so it's just his trip around the town looking for light bulbs it's got a very clerk's vibe to it if clerks were about light bulbs and driving around to towns to <laughs> stores in a town
1: if instead of one store it was many
0: really
6: dialogue driven
0: <laughs> yeah
4: yeah, I was well, not really.
6: why Natalie Portman kept on saying, I wasn't even supposed to be here today. Now you know. It's an homage. It's kind of interesting that.
4: how they talked about there being nine stores that he had to hit. But in reality, they only showed you, like, what, one, two, four of them, I think? Never really got scenes in the other
3: five.
0: I
4: mean, that's true.
0: But I also just wanted to point out that it's not really that dialogue-driven, since there's the long stretches where they just drive silently. Ah. So.
2: Just like my favorite movie, Desert Bus. <laughs>
0: <laughs> Alright, Charlie. Three senses or less. What's the real story of Thor the Dark World?
1: Uh, Malekith, played yeah. by Christopher Eccleston, is... Destro! A...
4: <laughs>
0: Destro.
4: <laughs> yeah, yeah. his most famous role, Destro in G.I. Joe.
0: Everyone hates you now. <laughs>
4: <laughs> it's a weird sort of, I guess, elven
1: character who wants to take the universe he's a dark elf stark elf wants to take the universe back into darkness and only thor sorry i won't use the word and because that stops the sentence only thor and with his brother loki and (laughs) jane foster (laughs) natalie portman's back in this movie can stop him from doing that he does it by stealing something called the ether which is just this force that takes over people
0: okay so first of all why (laughs) do you first of all why do you think and ends sentences
1: no i had to stop and say like oh i can't say and because this is just one long run on sentence so i added a period in the middle of it
3: before (laughs) and then he immediately did it right after he's told himself not to it was awesome
0: (laughs) all right doug we hear stab since you wanted to go for it
4: Thor's back Also, Christopher Eccleston is here as a guy who existed before the universe existed and is pretty upset about the universe and is attempting to ether it. Thor's got to stop him.
1: Yeah. It was quiet before the universe showed up. He's just the
4: crotch of the old neighbor. Wasn't a lot of bright lights (laughs) bothering you, you know? Oh,
1: get this universe off my lawn. I don't know. It just, uh,
0: since given that we're on, uh, episode 42, just reminds me of the, uh, Douglas Adams' quote about how in the beginning of the universe was created. This has made a lot of people very angry and been widely regarded as a bad move.
4: <laughs> wow. <laughs> I can't believe how well that fits
2: for this movie.
4: <laughs> I'm, I'm genuinely amazed. It's because it's episode 42, I think.
2: Wow. This was clearly planned. <laughs>
1: That's why we had to watch Kick Ass and Kick Ass 2. <laughs> Otherwise, they wouldn't have been included. This would have
2: just been oh, 40. yeah! Ow. See? Now you guys are happy you watched those movies. <laughs>
0: <laughs> <laughs> so, the, uh, the question, as ever, had you seen this movie?
1: No, no, I had not seen this movie. Most people say that it's bad. Some people argue it's the worst MCU movie. So, I was like, why? Especially since, you know, it's going to come up in the March eventually.
0: Well... I think people argue that it's the worst MCU movie, but that doesn't necessarily mean it's
1: bad. Wait, I've, now I've got to go back and look at my ratings and see if I've made any ratings to suggest that I think one of them is bad.
0: Oh, I think your lowest uh, ratings is 6.5 for an MCU film.
4: Nah, that's
1: mediocre. 6.5 is mediocre. Iron, Iron Man 2. When your
3: schedule tops out at 9. <laughs> sounds like a
2: passing grade.
3: I don't know, it doesn't it doesn't hold up to the Doug Gobesky standard of mediocre. <laughs> That's right. Oh now we have to
5: keep no, that no. part. Ha
0: <laughs> <laughs> ha! <laughs> or leave it at the end as a tag. <laughs> Wes, had you seen it before?
6: I think I saw the ending on like FX once, but that was it.
3: Um, I had seen this movie before. I actually this was my third time watching this movie because I, I saw it with uh, with a friend for the first time when I was going through a big MCU kick then when I got Disney plus, I went through a big just I better rewatch all of the, the Marvel movies that are on here and then um, now so and I enjoyed it
0: yeah as the as is the case with most of the other MCU movies um, and by most of I guess I mean all of the other MCU movies saw it in theaters. Bought the Blu-ray when it came out. Well, actually that's not true. I didn't buy it when it came out. I actually waited a little bit. I was waiting for it to go on sale and I finally did. So, but yeah, I watched it when that happened. Watch it. I think again, you know, at some point when you're going through the movies before, like, I don't know, maybe it was civil war or something. You're like, let's watch all the movies in order. And then I watched it again today.
2: I'm um, going with the theme of having seen this three times. Um, I saw it in the theater and then, uh, once several years ago on Blu-ray and, uh, yeah, this was my my third time.
4: Saw this one in theaters on what, in retrospect, I think may have been a date, uh, <laughs> and then I I saw it. Uh, I know I've seen it since then, and at least once, possibly twice, and then I saw it today. In
0: retrospect, as in today, you made this realization, or
4: no? Um, it, it, pro- probably like. Six years ago i made this realization so about a year after you saw it well this was a fall release right yeah that's fair it's only it's really only like half
0: a year so the production history of uh thor the dark world um potentially actually more interesting than the movie itself i mean i guess depends on how you feel about the movie but a lot of stuff kind of happened in pre-production in that initially at one point future wonder woman director patty jenkins was attached um, she was going to direct it. As she apparently was Natalie Portman's sort of like handpicked choice to be the director. But she and Marvel couldn't come to a agreement on what the story should be. So more or less based on what I could tell, Patty Jenkins was kind of interested in doing a kind of Romeo and Juliet version of like Thor and Jane's relationship, of like he has to be the king and she has she you know can't live on Asgard, and so they're like star-crossed lovers in that regard and something like that. And Apparently, this is more or less the storyline that she pitched, and based on that, Marvel said, yeah, do the movie. And then it kind of sounded like they either backed off that concept, or they weren't actually really interested in that in the first place. And so instead, they started working on a different script. And so Patty Jenkins eventually sort of parted ways with Marvel, saying basically, I don't want to direct a movie that I don't believe in the story of. And she said she was also particularly aware that being a woman director, if it was a story that she didn't believe in. And then therefore the movie wasn't very good that it would be blamed on her rather than on the
1: story. Oh, solid play. Good for her. So she was
0: like, I'm going to gracefully bow out at this point. This apparently (laughs) infuriated Natalie Portman um, to the point why that's why she's not in subsequent Marvel movies. And apparently at one point talked about actually quitting about not doing Thor The Dark World, but she was contractually obligated to do it, so that's why she's in the movie. But she was apparently was not pleased about it at all. So then they got in the director, Alan Taylor, who's probably best known for doing various episodes of Game of Thrones. So they had the people from Thor, for the most part. So, you know, Chris Hemsworth, Tom Hiddleston, Anthony Hopkins. The one real change is that in the first Thor movie, uh, Fandral, the, the charming-looking one of the Warriors three, was played by Josh Dallas, and here he's instead played by Zachary Levi, because uh, Josh Dallas had scheduling conflicts, I believe. Which is somewhat interesting, because in the original Thor movie, they actually cast Zachary Levi for the role, but then he had scheduling conflicts with Chuck. So I guess it all worked out in the end. But yeah, new to this, um, the main villain here is Christopher Eccleston, who plays Malekith. And at the time, Christopher Eccleston was on record as saying that he wanted to do it because he wanted to work with alan taylor subsequently he said that basically he just wanted the money but that he also felt misled by marvel because he basically said he he had known how much prosthetic work was going to have to go into it because apparently he was in the makeup chair for like six to eight hours every every shoot day he said he probably wouldn't have done it because he, he just found that really wearing on him and then he was forced to learn like this you know the elvish ton he had to mm-hmm. deliver half his lines in apparently there was a whole bunch of backstory about Malekith and like how like his family was killed and the wars and stuff like that. And so he was all, so Chris Rackleston was also on board because of stuff like that, that he could, you know, dig into and they basically cut all that out. So yeah, Chris Rackleston did not enjoy his uh, time on, on Thor, the dark world. I think he equated it to putting a gun in his mouth.
4: So what I'm hearing is, Destro is actually a reasonable comparison. Yes, because he also hated being Destro. He also
0: (laughs) did that just for the money. Christopher Eccleston, by the way, is a fairly outspoken actor. He doesn't tend to hold back or play politics, which has done him disservices in the past. But at least, you know, he's being honest about his feelings.
3: So was this then basically widely panned at the time? Like there wasn't like did this change the way that people saw some MCU movies or at the time?
0: You know what I mean? um i don't know that it really changed stuff that
3: much i actually here let me look real quick or i mean even just like what you remember because like everything that i had heard was people really didn't like this and the first time i watched this i honestly didn't think it was that bad but i also don't know if i'm kind of looking at it through like some sort of like bias because i really enjoy thor the character you know what i mean so i may give the storyline a little bit more where others I wouldn't such as like kick ass. Um, My memory at the time. And that seems to be based
0: backed up by what I'm reading on Wikipedia right now was that people's general reaction was like, "eh, it's fine. It's not the worst movie ever. It's not amazing, but it's not the worst movie ever. You know? Yeah.
3: It's fine. Okay, cool. Because I, I walking away from it, like and I I specifically remember because I texted you like saying, like, why does everybody hate this movie? Like I I when I first sat down to watch it and knowing that um I guess I had just talked to some people saying that they really didn't like it, I, I didn't understand it. I, I was like I I actually enjoyed it, but at the same time it's not my favorite and it wouldn't be, you know, a go to for maybe like a rewatch. Outside of when I got Disney Plus for the first time,
0: um, I think kind of bring it back to something I said earlier to Charlie is that um, I think it's generally agreed that it's one of the weaker MCU films, but I think that's more a testament to the fact that the MCU has actually put out a perhaps surprisingly strong slate of films. There's a a lot a lot of high quality films in the in the MCU, so that even when You know, you so that when they put out a movie, that's just like, well, it's just fine, right? That ends up being at the bottom. And, you know, feel free to argue this point with me, but I don't actually think that to date there's really a bad MCU movie, right? There's certainly nothing on the level of Kick-Ass 2 or, you know, even like Fantastic Four Rise of the Silver Surfer. Mm -hmm. Man,
3: Kick-Ass 2 is really on blast today. (laughs) (laughs) I mean are you gonna are you you can provide a counterpoint uh, it, <laughs> it was fine <laughs> but like is it on par with this you know what I mean like this movie well, hey
2: I don't want to spoil anything
3: oh I'm sorry okay. <laughs> I mean this yeah, is this is the
1: part of the the show where we talk about the movie, so feel free
3: <laughs> to give an opinion if you'd like this is the real the real meat. <laughs> I'm sorry if I jumped the gun. I was, it was just on my mind. Oh, I know.
1: please. <laughs> I guess the thing that's kind of surprised me most too was that Christopher Eccleston was in this at all. I mean, you put him in all that makeup. I didn't even know until the end of the movie that that was him. So I kind of felt yeah, that I, too. I, that I, was yeah. kind of a waste.
0: Yeah, it it does seem sort of perverse to take someone of Christopher Eccleston's fairly obvious talents, I think, and then yeah, put him just under like pounds of prosthetics and make him speak some made up language (laughs) like how are you going to get any emotion out of that (laughs) like he does the best he can i think but it's and then yeah to essentially cut all the motivation for his character outside i don't like the lights (laughs) Uh,
3: you get a you you do get a sense though that he is quite an evil character though i mean that's pretty well done but maybe you didn't need to have him do it i see what you're saying
0: yeah it's just like if you're going to get someone as obviously talented as christopher eccleston obviously i'm a little biased here because i like christopher eccleston but regardless if you're going to get someone as obviously as talented as that like why would why would you you know give them all these handicaps because they're that good
1: <laughs> <laughs> you want to see him yeah, excel I mean, are by are you, are working you saying through that you
4: want to see you <laughs> You saying you want to yeah. see a bad actor in this movie you wish this
3: movie
0: was worse you know, if you put Lawrence Olivier in that position, do you think he would be able to deliver? I'm not convinced.
3: I thought you were going to say Lawrence Fishburne for, for, for a reason for a second.
0: Oh, hmm. Or him, right? Like, I don't think he would be able to cope. i like to see Denzel Washington. So the guy who plays Malekith's, like, lieutenant, right, um, Curse or whatever his name is, is played by a, a very talented black actor. But part of me was like, if they were here before light was even around, wouldn't he have pale skin like ev- like the other dark elves? So he wouldn't be exposed to the light to 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 darken his his skin over time or something.
2: He would have that cave cave salamander complexion. Yeah, like the rest <laughs> of them do. <laughs>
0: hmm. I guess I didn't think about it like that. It wasn't yeah. like a complaint. Complaint. It was
4: just something I thought about of just like, huh.
5: No, I can you're
4: complaining, I get
5: it.
4: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you 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 think there are too many black actors in your Marvel movie? Oh my god. <laughs>
1: and say by the same you token, go. Adam, it's like, well, if there's no light, why do they have eyes?
5: <laughs> uh, I don't know. <laughs> oh, oh. Oh. Yeah.
0: Mm. hmm that's actually a good question why do they have eyes
2: why are they even like humanoid at all (laughs) that's right (laughs) all of our movies are very humanoid uh (laughs) biased towards you know body plans that just kind of like evolved on earth but life could look very different out there in in the other realms
0: yeah you're right charlie zero out of ten
3: <laughs> uh, I thought Charlie was gonna give it a zero out of ten because they they mentioned Shield in the beginning. <laughs> oh, and that's three right. times. Yeah, I was like, ooh, like I don't. It's like a swear word to me now. Like, says, oh. <laughs> like such so a Shield. And I was like, ah, like that's that's like really. Well, like, at least right here there. they were like, we, where, we need, where is Shield? A... You know, <laughs> or Shield screwed
1: something up. So it's mostly negative Shield uh, discussions. So I like that.
3: Oh, it was negative. Okay, so it was okay.
5: Yeah.
4: <laughs> I'm just picturing a a like instead of uh, you know, altering a movie to remove the the swears and stuff for uh, you know, strongly Christian audiences, you know, just remove all the shield references for Charlie. <laughs>
5: Charlie.
0: <laughs> so he can watch
4: it but still enjoy it. Do so they yeah, just
0: d- just turn them all to walkie-talkies? <laughs> <Wait>. <laughs>
3: Do they, do they like cut out the scenes of S.H.I.E.L.D. so it's like you're like watching and then all of a sudden it's like bloop <laughs> It's
2: just like a really nonsensical re-edit yeah. like, <laughs>
3: those, those tend to be my favorite when it's And, like and Captain America
2: can never have his S.H.I.E.L.D. Like It's just, <laughs> just, just Only the Only the S.H.I.E.L.D. For, you know like you just you know, pictures like the cuts of with him, you know, with his arm outstretched like he just threw it, but <laughs> you, you know,
5: <laughs> oh, <laughs> like literally <Cash> so, <laughs> so is
0: Avengers like 10 minutes then in this version? <laughs> yeah,
3: I, I think I think I'm going to make it in my in my quarantine.
2: <laughs> yeah, time to time to get it. Are there any good deals on video editing software right now?
3: <laughs> might be. I'll, I'll I'll check Final Cut after this.
0: <laughs> all right. So Chris Frackleston was wasted. What else?
3: He was wasted in this.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: yeah, he, wasted. He's
3: pretty... Oh, that's why. That's why, why he was speaking in tongues.
1: <laughs> so I guess just so you had already touched on, we've got nine different realms that are all aligning, and we end up going to Syzygy, baby. Yeah, and we end up going to. I think ultimately, yeah, like four to five of them. And, I don't know, I think Asgard looks good. I still like Asgard. I made that comment from, you know, when we watched Thor. And Earth looks fine, but the rest of them it's like, well you got like an ash planet and a, like a, an ice planet that looks kind of like the ash planet. Or I guess not planet, an realm.
4: Planet. Yeah, ice-
2: Jotunheim. They went back. Oh there. yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah. Just like where they turn, where the, the saturation is like turned way down. <laughs> Everything's kind like, of got this door pallor to it.
1: Maybe they've got some, you know, canon from the comics that they have to work with. But I don't know. Anytime they go any place other than Earth or Asgard, I'm kind of like, uh, oh, this just doesn't look very good. Like, why are we fighting here?
0: Wait, what about the place at the beginning with uh, all the all the armies fighting each other? Yeah, it's kind of like a, the forest, I guess. Yeah, you don't like forests?
2: If forests they go are back fine. To the same.
3: Forests and (laughs) shields now?
2: Forests have trees, and trees have wood. And wood (laughs) can make shields.
3: (laughs) Therefore.
1: (laughs) I I think my main complaint is that it's a movie that looks good in many places, and then Starkly just looks bad in other places. It's like, oh, this is really interesting to look at. Oh, this is not interesting at all. Like, suddenly in the next scene.
0: So you want the barren battlefield where the dark elves... Put up their last stand and tried to wipe out all the gardens. You want that to look like beautiful and
1: chirpy? I mean, it's I don't know. It's just like a black. They've had the years. Adam. There is. I'm with,
6: I'm with Charlie here, though. the The, the picture setting seems like they were off on that one planet. I I agree, Charlie. I back you up. But it's supposed
3: <laughs> to be bad. Yeah. It's to, not But you dark. can't
6: see anything. Yeah, I, that's honestly, the whole point. Honestly, I thought it might the have been dark in just, like, in the, the dark in my the TV, dark. but it just looked bad. Yeah, you know,
3: that's so the There point. is. You think it's going to be blowjobs and presents when you're there? <laughs> no.
6: <laughs> that <laughs> sounds <laughs> horrifying. I
0: think it was happening. <laughs> <laughs> All right, real quick question. Keep your distance. Charlie and Wes, how did you watch this movie? Disney Plus. <laughs> Disney
1: Plus, yeah. yeah. Also, Disney Plus. It was not Amazon this time,
0: because <laughs> we had a problem with a previous Thor movie where Charlie
1: yeah. bitched about the same thing. Oh,
3: and
0: really? It turned out, and it turned out it was just as the print he was watching sucked or something.
1: But here, like mean, again, I'm here. There's stuff that looked really good. Like I liked the stuff on Earth, even the the stuff with the CG of the the ship falling over. I kind of liked that, and I liked all the stuff in Asgard. And I thought that looked good. It was just these other planets. We spend a lot of time on that Ash Planet in that battle.
0: So, what would you rather it looked like? I guess they'd
1: have the battle somewhere else. Like, don't have it there. They're... You can show us that that planet okay, exists like and that where? it sucks that they live there. We have that one on Earth too, or the Force Planet isn't there that we saw. I don't symbolic
3: know. Symbolic about them having that battle there? No. That
1: is, okay. That is true sure. Yeah. What? Yeah. What is that?
0: They're literally fighting in the ashes of the dead. Right. The ashes
1: of the dead. That's what this was.
0: Yeah. It's
4: literally did, the planet where the all beginning? the Dark Elves
3: died. Yeah, did you not see that?
1: I did see well, that the, it was the, the, all he he made up of ash.
3: Yeah, he murders them and leaves to go on his diaspora. Right. Oh,
1: sure, but I didn't yeah. make the connection that all of the ash was just dead bodies.
2: I mean, it well, is well, tough. The
3: ships and stuff, too. Yeah, right? mm.
2: There's probably some normal rocks mixed in there. <laughs> well,
3: yeah, is, if we're I being love real. when Paul starts talking. <laughs> What kind of rocks do you think are there, Paul? I love you I mean, tell us
2: about that. You know, I really couldn't say uh,
3: <laughs> I know, it's much
2: about planetary geology um, <laughs> Damn. when we're when we're talking a different realm altogether, but there was obviously some kind of surface before all the elves died, but now it's all kind of just a uniform regolith, if you will. Thank you, Paul. I do think there's something about the dark world. And it kind of makes me think of, like, Mordor as well. When you think of, like, these dark, kind of bad guy places, it it really evokes a very specific feeling that kind of, like, you're like, okay, so what are they, what do they, like, do here? (laughs) Not much. It's like, it feels like it's, like, an NPC, like, I feel like it's, like, NPCs in a video game or something. Like, oh, the henchmen, they're just waiting in their dark Grizzly planet that they want with they their, like their Shy everything. Guy masks on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. Well, that's yeah, why they're, they're so mad. They we yeah, don't
3: they know should've...
2: anything about them.
3: Yeah, they okay, should have okay, put an well, Applebee's or something in there. <laughs> okay, but this movie <laughs> explains that
0: at least, right?
2: Like how <laughs> it became that way. It
0: explains that they've all been in suspended animation.
2: Oh, okay. Oh, on yeah. the last ship. Yeah. I, I think they threw they a lot of exposition at me at, the, at me at the beginning. Like, I can't pick up that sort of thing. Like
4: uh, real time This is a movie. This is a movie that uh, does actually reward repeat viewings because on the repeat viewing, you can actually understand everything that's going on.
3: Even the the. L- All right. Well, let's uh, be back in uh, two and a half. <laughs> <laughs> a tight two and a half. Oops.
0: <laughs> actually there was one time when the elvish was happening where it took him it took Chris eccleston so long to get to the word the equivalent word for asgard that i did i was partly like did they reorder the subtitles here <laughs> oh really <laughs> <laughs> yeah he says something like uh asgard is irrelevant now the the uh, ether is moved or whatever he says. Oh, yeah. But in that, like, elvish dialogue he's had, like, Asgard was, like, the like third to last word. And I was like, oh. did they rearrange this? They think I wouldn't notice, didn't they?
3: <laughs> Little do they know, you've got a degree in this. I'm a doctor. <laughs>
1: <laughs> but what I did pick up of the story was that the Asgardians in the past defeated an ancient race, and... Then that race got angry with them and much later came back and attacked Asgard, which is pretty much what happened in the first Thor movie.
0: Well, it's not that they got angry at Asgard and attacked it. Well, it's, it's that, like putting,
1: putting themselves in the suspense.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. If the ether had been on stayed on Earth, they would have attacked Earth.
1: Yeah, but I, yeah, I guess to reveal how I kind of think about this movie, that's, I think that's one of the reasons I found it pretty boring was like okay well yeah this is exactly how the last movie started it seems to be hitting more or less the exact same beats as the last one except you know we don't have kind of the fun thor being thrown down to earth you know and losing his power sort of thing
3: i guess i can see that i actually don't like it when thor loses his power
1: (laughs) well you like this one better then?
3: i do because or well i don't know if i like it better but like I like I I just dislike when you go to to like watch a superhero film and then it's like, oh, they don't have their power until either like the very end, you know, of the thing is like, man, I wanted to watch him kick some, you know what, with uh, (laughs) with all his powers. Probably promise. I'm trying to remember what happened in the original Thor. (laughs) Wasn't it the, it was the, the Frost Ice, Giants? The Frost uh, Giants and Loki's one of them, and they go and yeah,
2: yeah and Loki there's helps the them Odin in, sleep.
0: Yeah.
4: Oh, yeah, yeah, but that happens at the very end and only briefly. There's a big silver robot blowing up Smallville. Yeah.
3: Oh yeah. i like
4: getting this mixed up with Man of Steel.
3: <laughs> when you said big silver robot, I was thinking of the Silver Samurai. To be honest with you, <laughs> I think they called it the Destroyer.
0: Yeah. Yeah, I don't know. I guess I didn't. While well, I don't necessarily disagree, um, I would not have said that was it was because it just repeats the same plot beats from the first movie. I would have said that it actually does different things. Right, like suddenly, like it's actually Asgard that's actually under attack, and you know, there's the low key Thor team up that happens in a way that's pretty different from what happens uh, in Thor, and there's no like. You know, at no point does Thor lose his powers or anything like that.
1: Yeah, I I will rephrase what I said and say, I think the framework is the same. But yeah, I think it actually, hits, it actually hits different beats as it goes along. But that did cause me at the very beginning of the film when I'm like, oh, cool, we get another flashback of the same story. It just kind of got me in the headspace or like, why are we doing this again?
0: Okay, that I can understand. Yeah, that they gave you a yeah. different Lord of the Rings. A,
1: a different <laughs> right.
2: spurned people.
5: Yeah.
2: Lord <laughs> yeah. of the Rings. When that, they did, that
3: makes sense. When they did that, that actually, provi- like, I had the question of how do they know what the ether is? You know what I mean? Like, they, like uh, even Odin seemed pretty ignorant to the fact, like, to what the ether was. And then they're like, "Oh, we'll just blow it up," you know. Like Thor's like, "I'm just gonna blow this thing up," and then, uh, well, you're, you know, or destroy it, and it couldn't be destroyed. That that was I just like had pause. Like, how do they know how to even like go about it? You know, well, except Odin does say that.
0: I think it's Odin who says yeah. at one point, right, that the other ancient artifacts or whatever tend to be rocks or stones or something like that, yeah. but the ether is more fluid. And I was like, "Oh, uh, they're planting Infinity Stone." things
3: yeah i knew that yeah because because we know about the infinity stones and thor right
0: i actually i was trying to remember this might be the first time we actually learn about the infinity stones as infinity stones
3: oh okay we just okay so i just know that that the
0: tesseract in thor and or captain america and avengers right liz it retroactively is, an Infinity gotcha. Stone. But I don't think it's an Infinity Stone at that
3: point. Oh, so now they're doing they're they're like literally like setting the stage.
0: Yeah, for base three, actually. Not even the second Avengers movie, right? Like further down right. the line from that. But we'll talk about my complaints with that, I think, when we get to Age of Ultron.
1: <laughs> so
0: okay. Alright. I see what you're getting at, Charlie.
1: I also uh was excited when I thought we're gonna get sort of like a we we're gonna get a section of the movie is kind of like the game Portal. Like I wanted to see more of that.
2: Oh, <laughs> like throwing items so down the and they just keep the accelerating. The creativity of, <laughs> of portals.
1: And from playing that game just enough, keep throwing
3: I, shoes. I, yeah,
1: I was like, well, you had forward momentum when you threw it in, so it actually keep moving in that direction as it fell multiple times. <laughs> That's not how quite how it work. but I did kind of enjoy that and mm. the uh, the gravity. Uh, the weird gravity anomalies where they could pick up trucks, etc.
4: Charlie, you know how I know you're a physicist and not an engineer? <laughs> well, how's that? Because you didn't account for the viscous friction due to uh, air resistance. Oh, yeah.
1: <laughs> That's true, but...
4: Because the gravity's a constant acceleration, so of course that'll keep it accelerating. But the viscous friction is going to retard any forward momentum that it has.
1: Oh, but how long does it have to fall before you've...
4: Look, we just we just assume that it moves through a very thick region of space. <laughs> <And> oh.
5: Paul's <laughs> interested all of a
2: sudden. Put three C's on that.
3: <laughs> this is where I wish I was sitting next to Paul. <laughs> Get that thick boy going. <laughs>
4: Mm. Mm. sorry you were saying something charlie before i (laughs) saw
1: just that that i enjoyed that i mean what did everyone else think about the i mean the portals play a pretty big role in the movie transporting Um, between dimensions it
0: it was fine i guess part of me wondered or not wondered but felt like this convergence thing was just a weird hand wave so they could tell the story they wanted to tell without even like any real effort towards explanation just like oh it's the convergence of course this happens like what what? Okay. And then they buried the ether deep underground by putting it in a big empty castle. And then she mm. just happens to arrive in the castle.
4: Well, we assume that the ether called her there or something. Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We assume yeah, that she it was had she not, was
2: like she had special powers to have it not just tear yeah, her asunder.
4: They said something about it seeks out a host. Oh.
2: Yeah, she had her oh. little physics device. Man, see there's a lot of there's a lot of plot I, beats that are easy to miss in this.
4: Movie. I told you repeat viewings help because right. yeah there is a lot that it throws at you without really accept, like putting a lot of emphasis on the individual points so if you're not if you don't know what to look for you might just miss things but does that make it
6: good though like where <laughs> they're just like
4: no it means that no. on the add first the viewing it's kind of difficult to, to follow yeah
6: it's already been applied it seems like it's just kind of like lazy writing right where it's like oh good, good. we have the uh, it's like the the what is it the the shark spray or whatever it's like <laughs> i don't know shark repellent i don't refellate. think it's lazy
0: yeah. writing because they have gone out of their way to try and explain how it's you know how all the pieces tie together and stuff like that. Yeah. So I don't think that makes it lazy writing. Um, I think that may make but it.
6: It is kind of post hoc, isn't it? Like.
0: Uh, I mean, yes, but that's probably true for most movies at all, right? <laughs> like you create situations for the- them to get in and out of, and then it's just yeah. The fact is, we're making a fantasy movie, so the situations get more fantastical because. Although there is probably some people who want to see Thor navigates the dentist office, um, that's probably <laughs> not a large portion. Dentist's
3: of Dennis, office. office. <laughs> <laughs> that's all I heard. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
3: the dentist dentist. Oh.
0: Which I guess is just a long way of saying that the more into fantasy you get, I think the more fantasy like problems and solutions you're going to run across so I don't think that necessarily makes it lazy writing, um, given that the two people who haven't seen the movie before seem to be having the l- most complaints about it at this point in time in the podcast. Maybe they'll shift. Um, but I wonder if that just means that it's sort of like dense writing, like it's you know, it, it it doesn't do a great job of feeding you all the information that you need in a way to properly absorb it
3: yeah it's just bad storytelling, I think yeah, but that's not lazy, right? That's a different problem, right yeah. yeah because and like I would hate for them to bash it over your head because I feel like then it's like almost condescending, right like you know yeah.
2: what what movie were we watching recently where it it was like it did it just the right amount of head bashing like I'm trying to it was something we watched recently where In
3: black three maybe that might have been that, yeah.
2: yeah, 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 where it's like. Where it's like yeah. they explain things like that you could you could understand them. I think Doug, you were saying something about this where it was like you know they they kind of like it was like you here's know, some
4: exposition for you. Yeah, and then, and then we're going to hit these plot points twice so that to make sure you didn't miss it.
2: Yeah, they like went back and drove the point home. Like, oh, okay, and, you know. Yeah. So I could see if you were always picking everything up the first time and be like, oh, they're yeah. really talking down to me, but
3: it but you can go too far. yeah it's a
4: really challenging uh balance to strike between those two i think men in black 3 did a good job of it and i think thor the dark world went for the other side of that balance and so kind of missed that missed the knife edge
3: they thought everyone was everyone's super smart and pays
4: attention (laughs) yeah they they gave the audience too much credit and in some ways, I think I
0: appreciate movies like that more than the ones that go the other way.
4: Yeah, usually, yeah. I,
0: don't know, I feel like I'm going real hard on defending a movie that I thought was <laughs> fine.
1: <laughs>
2: <laughs> See, this this is good. I like I like this. All
1: right, here's here's that section of the podcast where you have to try to explain something to me that I didn't get, which is he's is from
4: it? Asgard. Okay. It's separate from Earth. Yeah, which is known as Midgard.
0: But guard oh, is spelled G-A-R-D. It's not meant to be a shield.
1: Oh, thank goodness. Question answered. They have a fight with Malekith. He absorbs the ether. He gets away. And then Jane and Thor are stuck on the planet and they wander into the cave. And Jane's like, oh, these are the objects that I threw into the portal. There must be a portal here. Is it clear at all why that's where it is just coincidentally anywhere in the whole nine realms they could have possibly walked into. They just walk into the portal that goes exactly where they need to go.
3: That's the lazy writing. Yeah. Um, (laughs) I believe the word you're looking
4: for is clever. Clever. Uh,
3: I mean,
0: I'm willing to believe that we're supposed to think that there are similar locations on all the nine realms.
1: That just have uh, a lot of portals nearby. Yeah, they, I mean, it kind of seems like that, but I just was wondering if they had explained it in some way that I missed or whether... All right,
0: here... Well, was
2: here, no, no. uh, the... You here's know, the explanation. What's
0: here's the explanation. Oh, and maybe Paul has the real explanation, but here's the explanation. <laughs> Under the many worlds structure of the universe, <laughs> we're watching the one version <laughs> where they came across the portal that was near them. Holy sh-
2: yeah, they actually ran Fine this universe simulation <laughs> to spit out the best plot.
4: So in most of the movies, <laughs> it just ends with Malekith triumphant and the universe ends?
2: Yes. Yeah. Most of them, the universe doesn't start. In the flawless. The vast majority <laughs> of them. <laughs> he, he never has to worry about turning the lights off because they never came.
4: Fatal <laughs> exception error OE. <laughs> Could not start universe.exe.
3: Dude, Adam, that really blew my mind. I can't. You're I welcome. think I'm. I think I'm done. Uh,
1: I mean, there's just so was, many. There's so many universes where this movie comes in at a cool 75 minutes, <laughs> and then we just get yeah. the rest of that time back. What
2: about those universes where it it's actually a longer running time than the age of the universe itself? Oh my god. <laughs> oh. <laughs>
4: Charlie doesn't want that. He just wants to find the universe without any shield references in the film. Oh, wow. It's all the well, this, same except for that.
2: This World one's without not going be that
3: difficult. This one wouldn't be that difficult.
2: Can't, yeah, they would have to change the Captain America scene.
3: Yeah, well, that one I yeah. think,
2: Charlie, is just you got to advance the plot.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I felt like the rest of it I could deal with, even though at times it was a little bit convenient. But there I was like, oh, okay, well, we just needed to go
3: yeah I think the first time I watched it, I kind of went really like I just it felt too you know convenient like there was there was really no like no stress on their part to get back to earth because like you're you're kind of sitting there in a hopeless environment, you know where they've just lost and then all of a sudden it's like, oh, here are car keys and a bunch of shoes, and I get a phone call. I can go back home so so Tony, Tony, please.
4: Um, so, so you think that the writing might be kind of a little too convenient
3: at that, at that point.
4: Okay. Okay. You're aware that reality suffers some of the same problems, right? Go on. Oh yeah, it!
2: Yeah, this is like this is getting really Socratic right here.
5: Yeah. <laughs> well, I, ju- I just I wanted Awesome. Yeah. No, I just wanted to
4: say that uh, I read a news article recently Big where news. they said the reason why <laughs> the federal government doesn't have oh, yeah. enough ventilators is because the government project to get a company to build a bunch of ventilators failed because that company was bought out by covidian covidian and then they killed the project now if that's not lazy writing i don't know what is (laughs) going on alex jones's website
1: (laughs) so tom hiddleston's back as loki what did everybody think of him fan favorite loki snooze
5: yeah
3: he was okay it's not the best i've ever seen him the whole, uh, Thor and Loki thing and trust, not trust is a little, I get, I don't what understand. have ever seen him? I don't know. I just don't like, <laughs> I, I get really upset with Thor. Why is he trusting Loki? Like, why does he, why does he have this need to like satisfy that? Like, why can't he just cut him? Oh, um, I can
4: answer that one. Okay, cool. It's because in the comics, Thor is essentially slow. He's he's
3: he's got a good heart, yes. but he's slow-witted. Oh, okay, so it's mm-hmm. that he's just a dumbass. Fool me, <laughs> yes. Fool me once, really shame bad. on me. Well, he shame really on is you. Fool me slow.
2: twice, shame on you. At least, at least in, me in twice, the early ones, shame on you. <laughs>
5: <laughs> <laughs> in
1: this okay, movie, at well, least it's like, well, we know he's going to betray us. So hopefully, by having that knowledge, we can prevent you know the worst thing ever from happening.
2: Yeah, like he was saying, he was saying like, yes, he's absolutely like, I absolutely don't trust him, but he don't have a choice, you know, or like he knew that he would betray him eventually.
3: So, is it just a big then, like supposed to be like a plot twist when he doesn't betray him? I mean, I mean, he he does. He pretends to. Yeah, he ultimately does, right? Yeah, Yeah.
4: but sorry, when I first saw the movie in theaters, I was like, oh my gosh, they just killed uh, Loki.
0: So related to that, in the original version of Thor the Dark World, Loki actually died at that point. Like, it was a redemption arc. No. Oh. And then apparently they showed it to preview audiences, and like, to a like person, they were like, oh, well, obviously that was the lie. He's coming back. Hmm. <laughs> so they were just like, alright, I guess we're not gonna win this one. We might as well just show it.
5: <laughs>
0: oh, interesting. So originally it wasn't supposed to be quite the heel turn that it ultimately ends up kind of looking like. Of like, faked you out, faked you out again, faked you out a third time. Right. Okay.
4: Wait, isn't it kind of a face turn, though?
0: Yes. Sorry. I said the wrong word. Face ah. turn, not heel turn. Body turn. <laughs> Full body pivot.
1: <laughs> mm. I like the stuff where he was turning into the different characters. I thought that was kind of fun. and I wish there was more of that kind of Loki instead of just the, you know, I'm going to betray you at any moment, Loki. Like, Because he's supposed to be a trickster, right? But there's also... I always right. hope there's more of an element of fun in there too, or a little yeah, bit more mischievousness. That's,
2: that's, yeah, yeah, yeah. They definitely should. That's definitely an underused aspect of Loki.
1: I mean, maybe I'm angling for the character that I want instead of the one I get, and I should just be happy. But it's kind of scenes like that where I'm like, oh, I want that. Yeah,
3: I do like that. All the other characters like really dislike him. Like when Thor goes back to Earth, and uh, what is it, Doctor Eric is like. Where's Loki? He's dead. Oh, thank God! Like he's like, all excited. <laughs> <laughs> like I, I do enjoy that—that that he evokes a lot of emotions from from the characters and stuff. I don't know. I I guess I don't. know. Maybe it's just the third viewing, and I was I'm just like over this like rival. It's I don't even know if it's a rivalry. Like it doesn't seem like they're trying to top the other. They're just more like I don't know. You know what, Charlie? Yeah, I liked Loki in this movie. There, I'm gonna be on
0: your side for once. All right. Whoa! Wow. I thought his relationship with Thor was actually handled pretty well, and I actually thought that the movie perked up a bit when they were on screen together.
2: Mm. Yeah, that it kind of gave the movie its second win right there. Like, all right, let's go.
4: I'll I'll say this: I definitely bought that those two were brothers. Like, it was very believable.
1: Oh yeah. I mean, speaking of reasons that he might give Loki a second chance, it's like, yeah, they are brothers. I mean, for thousands of years.
2: Yeah. 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 And we're we're only seeing the the highlights where he's bad like.
1: Right.
4: You, yeah. You
2: probably there's probably a f- some thousand years in there where he you know where they were just palling around.
4: Yeah. yeah. Hundreds of birthday parties.
1: Yeah. <laughs> probably pulled some good <laughs> pranks <and> together.
2: <laughs> well, see, you know,
1: I
0: don't feel like you've talked a lot. Do you want to add stuff about no, stuff we've talked I, about?
6: You know, I don't know. I this movie didn't really evoke too much in me. I I kind of zoned a little bit, if I'm being honest. It was a lot of exposition, like we were talking about earlier.
0: Well, is there any part of the movie that you liked? Like, is there, a, is there a particular scene or moment that we haven't discussed that you really enjoyed?
6: Um. Yeah, I mean, I think that last fight, or the last battle was actually refreshing in that it wasn't just, like, sword fighting, I feel like. It was less of that, and it was more of, like interesting visuals involved with like all the jumping around i feel i i get the the want to make it more creative it was it was better than most marvel fights for me at least because i I feel like they get very jump cutty it wasn't as jump cutty for me
1: i really like yeah. the idea of thor's hammer following him the different realms as he was warping through and then like having to take a 180 as he warps back to the first realm and is barely missing it and have it go through another portal. I thought that stuff was that was pretty clever. That was a lot of fun.
4: Yeah, the part where it breaks atmosphere and is launching off into space was pretty good. I like the the kiss between Darcy and Ian.
5: Yeah. Yeah.
6: (laughs) Yeah, That was his name.
4: Yeah. Yeah. He had a name. Yeah. 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 Ian I told you multiple viewings.
2: You know, I actually really (laughs)
3: i I really liked
2: that like them in general like that that, those were probably some of my favorite parts of the movie was was like the comic relief Paul, like cat dennings is just fantastic of course Mm
3: -hmm. i thought that i thought paul was gonna be upset with all the the intern humor (laughs) putting them down for being an intern and just not having experience Oh, I really, I really like that. I, you
2: know, oh. I, I've gotten mine <laughs> enough now that I just, you know, I, I love just, I love it when a movie just <laughs> on the intern. You know?
3: Oh wow! Okay.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> Here, I thought you'd be standing up for employees' rights, but you're just yeah. He's, he's not an employee. <laughs> <laughs>
2: Oh, he's got a point there.
5: Yeah, <laughs>
2: you're right.
4: He's he's, I mean, he's, he's intern to the intern, so you know, maybe if he works, it maybe he'll eventually work his way up to intern. <laughs>
2: they made it clear that neither of them were getting paid. So. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> they wouldn't be. Wait, able are you to, telling me
0: that they're both? Um, I assume they get letters of
3: rec. Yeah, it's for credit. <laughs>
4: It could be worse. They could be paying to work there.
3: Yeah.
4: <laughs> and Cat Dennings
1: was good here. I like Chris O'Dowd too. He was in a couple of scenes, so it's just kind of a much-needed oh, yeah. humorous yeah. aspect being, to the movie. In his
2: charming self.
0: Yeah. Chris O'Dowd is one of those people who I'm always like. I feel like I've seen him before. <laughs>
5: <laughs>
0: so that's <well, laughs> a look up why.
3: Now what what is he in? Because I thought he was like in like Hot Fuzz or something. Is that not bridesmaids? Bridesmaids, bridesmaids is the big one. Yeah. Is. Okay. For whatever yeah. reason, I, he looks like someone who was like in like Shaun of the Dead, Hot Fuzz, yeah. like those. <laughs> well, it's because he was in the IT crowd, I think. Okay. Yeah.
0: So you know that's a similar sort of you know Genre. British yeah. show, yeah.
1: What about Stellan Skarsgård coming back, like all crazy, and naked, and then? Yeah, Let's <laughs> unpack that, was, that yeah, a little they bit. A little weird. Made
6: him naked. <laughs> I, I felt bad for him.
0: Uh he's like what, Swedish or Norwegian, right? Like they're used to that.
5: <laughs> just
0: everywhere, <laughs>
2: right? like, okay, yeah, <laughs> all nude beaches, all nude beaches, or fjords, or whatever it is. <laughs>
1: I mean, if you can't be naked at Stonehenge, hmm. what's what's the point, really?
0: I just assume they all have to work for Lars von Trier at some point, <laughs> and he makes Uh-oh. them do it. <laughs> <laughs> Sick von Trier, burn.
1: <laughs> so he's, yeah, he's like crazy, and then he's not crazy at the end, right? I guess all the
4: well. Well, he he threw away his medication and right. then he was fine,
2: right? Yeah, yeah, it was that he was over-medicated. Oh,
1: yeah,
4: because boy. they thought that they they thought that he had like mental problems, but the actual problem was that he had a god in his head, right? And He's you can't medicate Loki one.
0: away. He's the only sane one in a in a land of ah. disbelievers. <laughs> I got away from me a bit, but oh well. Doug, yeah. what's a what's a moment that you enjoyed that we haven't talked about yet?
4: The uh, the the scene where Thor gets on the uh, uh, subway and the uh, fellow subway rider uh, accidentally uh, falls into him a bit. It it added some nice humor, nice oh, bit yeah. of levity.
2: Yeah, I, l- I like a good, I like a good Marvel character subway ride. <laughs> you play play uh, Spider Man on PS4. You can do that every time you fast travel.
0: <laughs>
2: <laughs> All
0: right. <laughs> Paul, what about you? Any favorite moments we haven't talked about?
2: Can't really think of any specific ones that we haven't talked about yet. I just I found I generally liked most of the, the comic relief. You know, like all of the crew from the first movie, like that's that's the stuff that I really liked. Like the police scene was kind of fun. I found myself laughing a bit during that when they were getting arrested. You just enjoyed seeing
4: policemen get hurt, didn't you? No. Wow. <laughs> oh, that's why he was defending
1: kick ass too. <laughs>
5: <laughs> don't don't blow my
3: cover Charlie
5: <laughs>
3: How about you, Tony? Um honestly, I think that we talked about every scene that I really like. I mean the the shoes scene where like Thor makes that like just like quick, you know, when they're going through the portal, going back, and he's just like, why are there so many shoes here? Like, I, I really enjoyed that part, <laughs> but I think we've already talked about that. I don't know if we directly
0: talked about that. Oh, but yeah. I also really enjoyed that moment.
3: It was just, like, just just a small little something that, like, I think that's why I like Thor so much, because like he can be actually really funny, you know, and it's, like, just little things like that.
1: This is kind of separate, but it was weird, because I read in the trivia, like, if you're watching when Jane... And company first get to that warehouse where the kids were playing like i guess they've set up their own kind of like weird stonehenge with trucks or something
4: oh right? yeah no yeah. with the shipping containers oh
1: shipping containers right which i guess implies yeah. then that that's how stonehenge was created What's that's how they're able to move the stones into that position is because there was the convergence in the past
3: oh because they could move it without right with that's kind of weird
1: yeah it's like, oh, it's an interesting bit of trivia that I would never would have picked up on at all, no matter how many times I watch this movie. But uh, I guess the scene that I really liked was where Thor first comes to Loki to try to ask him for help. And he's just set up this veneer where he's like all composed. And then he's like, all right, you don't have to do that with me. And then you see that it's actually pretty devastated that his mom's dead. I thought it was kind of, oh, it's like, oh, yeah, we, I guess, saw that a lot in the first that was, Thor movie that was too. Good for you. Yeah, well, I thought it was a good scene. I, I wasn't happy.
5: Yeah. It's like, yeah,
1: he's really suffering. <laughs> like,
3: L- Take Loki's that, down. Loki. Yeah. He's in a mental <laughs> and you physical prison. <laughs> no, I, I I think it did add depth to to Loki that, you know, you, he, you can tell that there's a relationship with him and his mother when he's talking to her, especially after he rejects Odin as his father. And then she's like, am I not your mother? And he pauses. So, yeah, I, I think it shows that he really does care about the family
1: which is yeah even though um, i'm aware they want all of these like more humorous scenes but i guess i kind of understand that like yeah a lot of bad stuff has happened to loki recently since we've known him his dad's not his dad's his mom's not his mom and she's dead and he's in prison
2: <laughs> and he was still able to have a little bit of fun by becoming steve rogers <laughs> like <laughs> Like, I think, I think considering the circumstances, we should be happy that we got that.
3: Yeah, you're (laughs) not wrong. Even though he had a shield.
2: See, it it represents his, um, him building emotional barriers.
4: uh, (laughs) You (laughs) You know, Charlie, this would have been a very short movie if it weren't for shields. Because Lady Sif wouldn't have saved Thor and he just, you know, the movie would have ended with him just getting speared right in the beginning.
0: That's true. Oh, you're right. Wow. That's Charlie's ideal movie. <laughs> <laughs> Should we talk a bit about Frigga's death? Because, you know, Renee Russo is a fairly big name actress and she's making her sort of final appearance. No. Okay.
2: I mean, that was a spoiler. I thought that was a good, <laughs> scene i i liked that you know the setup the all right do what i tell you don't ask questions or whatever she says to uh natalie portman and then you get to really see her do some good short sword work
4: and you got to see some trickster work too oh yeah yeah which, yeah, made, me yeah, then
0: yeah, which made me then subsequently wonder if Friga in the cell with loki was loki making the image of her, or if she was like projecting herself, because initially I thought that he was doing it himself, but then I started to wonder.
1: I just I took that as her projecting herself into the
4: cell. <laughs> Movie but... that demands vo- multiple viewings, apparently. <laughs>
2: <laughs> yeah. Wow. We're we're really unlocking the <laughs> the the secrets of for <laughs> The Dark World. <laughs>
0: But sh- should we talk about how it's the death of a female character that motivates our two main male leads?
4: Oh, wow, that's,
0: this is true. Mm. I don't know, that literally just occurred to me while we were talking about it just now.
4: Aren't they also kind of motivated by the whole saving the universe thing, though?
0: Yeah, but, but that's not that personal. doesn't seem to really, yeah. You know, it's the fact that Frigga dies is why Loki now is interested in helping.
4: For revenge. I mean, at least they gave her a funeral. So, that's oh, true. Yeah, I got a Lord it. of
0: the Rings vibe in that scene, too.
1: <laughs> but, yeah, it was. I like that scene, too, where you see her boat set ablaze, but then you see all the other ones, too. So, you kind of get, get a sense oh, you know, this actually was like a huge battle and a good amount of people died. Yeah,
0: they don't often take the time to show the after effects in these movies, at least, yeah. not in that kind
4: of. So yeah, that was kind of nice. It's the anti-man of steel. <laughs> hey, yeah, they talk
1: about of... it in Batman versus Superman. It's way to the next movie.
4: Yeah, I suppose it was the motivation, so. We'll get to that in the DC Death March, guys. <laughs> 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 we determined it was a killing spree. <laughs> That's both. <laughs> <laughs>
0: um, yeah, I feel like we've talked about all the scene, more or less all the scenes that I personally enjoyed like the kiss and the shoes and that last battle is pretty fun with the way they're winking in and out and yeah the way that he finally defeats Malekith that thought was actually pretty good and and towards the end of that or in that battle right like Chris Freckleson actually gets a chance to talk in English which means he can do a little more it's just kind of nice but I think I'm gonna pick for my favorite scene we haven't discussed yet I'm gonna cheat a little bit and I'm gonna talk about the first credit scene where Benicio del Toro shows up as the collector to wow. give us a little preview of Guardians of the Galaxy, even if we didn't really know it at that point.
1: Does that count? Because I think the trivia said that that was even directed by James Gunn. It is directed by James Gunn. Yeah. Is it the same movie? Well, it, <laughs> I, I guess it is.
0: It's it's not a scene that shows up in Guardians of the
1: Galaxy, so therefore, right, fair, fair, fair.
0: <laughs> it's not like um, that scene that's at the end of. So Captain America, where they basically just have the scene from the Avengers just at the end, where he's fight punching the punching bag. Um, oh no, okay. So then fine, Charlie. Here's the scene I'll actually talk about. It's <laughs> Stanley's cameo.
5: Oh yeah. In which he's
0: in which he's an old guy with a bunch of other old people apparently locked up in a prison.
5: <laughs>
3: <laughs> <laughs> where I was just like,
0: what is this place? Is this like where the 12 Monkeys people go?
3: And he's asking for his shoes!
1: Right, it's like the old-style mental institutions the, the that no monkey. longer exist. <laughs> <laughs> because
2: they're horrible. <laughs> yeah, it's something that hasn't existed since, like, the 70s.
0: <laughs> <laughs> well, except when they're checking um, Eric out subsequently, right? Like, there's signs about that talk about the police. So it's clearly some sort of corrective institution mm-hmm. or something. But anyway, Stanley's in it. So, ultimately, what did you think of Thor the Dark World? I don't know. Would you put on a great face and make everyone look that you're calm and collected? Or would you let the illusion go and see that you're just a whole tonal mess? Just wrecked your, your prison cell.
2: I don't know. I guess <laughs> well, that, I'm just asking. That, that really hits close to home there. <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> oh, that's that'd be perfect for that meme, like uh, March 1 versus... Uh, march 30th or whatever or april one
0: Actually, that's such a great idea now i might have to see if i can make that mean for you <laughs> yeah you need to make that as the uh as the blog post picture now. <laughs> but uh i guess i'm just asking how many ethers out of 10 would you give this movie
1: <laughs> i like that rating because i don't think even within the context of this movie more than one ether makes sense <laughs>
3: <laughs> <Oof>. uh, <laughs> there's only uh, one ether. Wow. <laughs> wow. <laughs> oh yeah, it's okay, multiverse. The multiverse. <laughs> the
5: multiverse.
2: Oh, so anywhere from zero to
0: infinite. 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 Ethers, yeah, yeah.
2: There's one universe that just is all ether. It's
0: probably more than one.
2: Yeah, actually, probably infinite.
0: Paul, why don't you go first? Oh
2: my god! Sure, this is going to really come in right around where I rate a lot of other movies, I think. nine. <laughs> you know, I I talk like I'm a softie, but I look back through my ratings and I look like some kind of hard ass.
3: You're a prude. <laughs> you haven't
4: discovered numbers greater than nine yet.
2: Yeah, I actually... I like this pretty well. I, I don't think... I thought it had it had a lot of the stuff that i love about thor movies it had had good humor in it that that's fun you know cat dennings is really funny you know i don't think i quite you know liked it quite as much as like the first movie but all in and there was you know some i'm just seeing it well it's my third time but it had been a while since i've seen it it was there was a few things that i missed kind of in the uh exposition that Probably would have helped my understanding of you know some of the characters motivations, but I enjoyed it and I think I'm gonna go with uh I'm gonna go with seven ethers out of ten.
6: Yeah, um, well, like I said before, I kind of I, I feel like I got a little bit zoned out by all the exposition, and honestly, I mean, I I don't know if that story really warranted a two hour runtime, but uh, I mean it wasn't awful i wouldn't say it was like my favorite experience of a movie but i mean i'll give it six six
0: ethers so for you this is on par with like the edward norton hulk
6: movie yeah probably okay but in like different ways i would say this was more just like humdrum six that was more like wow that was a six
2: (laughs) Morton Joe pulling up next to you. In your yeah. car. <laughs> what a six! <laughs> Fair
5: enough.
0: Yeah, this is a movie that, for me, um, I like it, but I don't think it's great. I think it's it's an aggressively fine movie. <laughs> like it, it, it never feels like it's really like reaching the heights of something like the first Captain America movie or. You know, even the Avengers, right? But on sometimes it doesn't really feel like it's trying to do that. Like, it's just trying to be a relatively entertaining action movie. And I think it does a decent job at that. And sometimes, yeah, more than once in this movie, I got a pretty strong Lord of the Rings vibe, which isn't necessarily a bad thing, because A, the Lord of the Rings movies are really well done, and it's kind of like, if you're going to do anything that's a sort of fantasy movie... And like be, but be that kind of like elves and, you know, people in like plate and armor and stuff like that, swords and shield stuff. It's kind of hard to not feel like Lord of the Rings, at least, you know, in visual terms, if you know what I mean. So, but you know, the, the story itself doesn't really grab me. I do think Christopher Eccleston is badly served by being under all that prosthetic and stuff. So I'm kind of leaning between 6.5 and 7. But I think I'm going to give this seven ethers out of ten. Just look based on like my other ratings. So for me, that's also going to put it on like the level of the Edward Norton Incredible Hulk movie, and that feels about right to me. So it's kind of like a low seven, but it's still a seven. So seven countable infinities of ethers.
3: <laughs> mm. I think I I think I'm uh, in agreement with you, Adam. Uh, I'm giving this one a seven as well. Uh, se- seven countable infinite ethers <laughs> <laughs> tough to wrap your head around <laughs> but I uh yeah like I, I like the film but I don't like like it like I, I feel <laughs> that I enjoy the Thor character and there's a there's enough action to satisfy that but yeah I guess the story is not necessarily like super compelling or you know i can see why why Wes says that it's just kind of like the oh hum like uh you know you know it's just just kind of going on you know it's just a six i i kind of see that i i liked it a little bit more so i'm gonna go with a seven
1: i guess my biggest question going into this is like why do people seem to I thought people hated this movie, but maybe they didn't. Maybe they kind of had the the same opinion I have on this, which is that it. I remember you, Adam, at some point talking about Ishtar and saying that its greatest sin seemed to be that it was just boring. And I think that's kind of how this movie feels. Like I expected there to be like it's to be really bad, but it was more like oh, Christopher Eccleston and his whole elf gang are pretty boring, and some of the locations are boring. Yeah, but it's
0: let's. Let's be very clear here. It's not Ishtar. It's not, not
1: Ishtar. It's not Ishtar bad. No. But I just thought it was a good a good phrase to use here. And there were moments. <laughs> Fair. There were moments of things I liked, between, like relationships between characters or a lot of the comic relief you guys have already talked about. Where I was like, oh, I was almost hoping something would poke out and, you know, become a little bit more interesting. But, yeah, overall, I'm going to have to give this six ethers out of ten. So, actually my lowest rated mcu at this point but it wasn't like bad this wasn't particularly great or good even i just wish it tried to set itself aside from the pack somehow anyhow
4: doug bring it home yeah so uh as i've said a number of times this is a movie which uh apparently rewards repeat viewings for me there were certainly a number of things that uh you know i didn't pick up on the first time around such as uh That apparently I was on a date. Um, (laughs) (laughs) But uh, I'm going to go with uh, seven and a half. Seven and a half ethers. I think the main sin of this movie is that there are some problems with the writing, that like the exposition and stuff, you don't pick up on things necessarily. And so it can make it a little hard to follow and like not in a good way either. So. Other than that, though, I thought it was pretty well done. It was well acted. In context of the other Marvel movies, I thought, you know, okay, this is a reasonable uh, threat to the universe type thing. So, seven and a half.
0: But, yeah, thank you for joining us as we talked about Thor The Dark World. Our next stop on the Merry Marvel Movie March is the April 2014 MCU movie Captain America The Winter Soldier, which possibly... It could turn out to be Charlie's favorite movie. We don't know. That could. Anything's possible. And uh, yeah, so as I said, thanks for joining us. I'm Adam Gobeski.
1: And I'm Charlie Wallace. A very special thanks to our um, four... Hmm, I know I said ethereal. I can do better than that. Pantsless? <laughs> very <laughs> special thanks to our four pantsless guests. <laughs> well, because <laughs> Eric
2: Paul's, Selvig was... Paul's yeah, market. Right? We're all we're all pantsless
3: under our pants in the multiverse for sure. That's deep, right, Paul? In the multiverse, there's many the many many
2: pants interpretation of quantum
1: mechanics. (laughs) (laughs) Uh, Doug Gabeski,
4: one
3: universe. (laughs) I had fun as always Tony Huff Thank you very much I had a lot of uh, great uh, time
1: (laughs) Wes Richardson
2: Thanks for having me And of course Paul Wilcox It was great Uh, I can't wait for the next one
0: that's our show. Thanks for listening. We hope you check us out. Don't forget you can visit our website at www.gobeskywallsreport.com.
1: Also, we're on Facebook and Twitter, so make sure to look for us there for extra entertaining bits. You will be entertained. Possibly. Wait. So, you're definitely entertained but only possibly entertained.
0: Well, I don't want to get sued for false advertising.
5: <laughs>
1: Uh, we've got four guests with us today. Do you want to
0: start over? Uh <laughs> No. I think
2: this is good radio.
0: You think everything's good radio. I've never heard you say anything's bad radio.
2: Oh, well, that's how you know it's bad radio. That's <laughs> what I'm not telling you, that it's good radio. <laughs> I'm not easy to please. So what about okay radio? Uh. I'd probably just say this is radio. <laughs>
4: <laughs> not uh, hi, I'm Paul Wilcox, and this is your mediocrity in the morning.
2: That that sounds pretty. That's some pretty enthusiastic mediocrity, right there. That,
4: well, I like that. yeah, I mean, just because just because you're bad at it doesn't mean you're not going to pour your heart into it. Oh. <laughs> I mean, what about all those people who have no skills, no talents, but try anyway? The Strivers. That's what we want to celebrate here, right?
2: That, that's like high achieving mediocrity, because you you're trying. True mediocrity is <laughs> sort of having skills and sort of trying.
4: No, <laughs> true mediocrity is trying but failing to achieve. Oh, that's not high achieving. It's, I've been thinking about mediocrity
2: achieving. all wrong.
4: It's mediocre. <laughs> <laughs> I'm lost. You know, like like okay okay hol- hold on. Imagine it's the post-apocalypse.
3: Okay, we're there. You've got your windows down because (laughs) it's warm. We're not in post yet.
2: Yeah, you're not through (laughs) it yet.
4: (laughs) (laughs) You've got your windows down because it's warm out and you're blasting whatever this morning program is or this podcast, what have you, because you need entertainment. And in the lane next to you, you know, the stop sign, a Morton Joe pulls up listens for a sec and just says mediocre and drives off. Oh,
5: what oh. is happening? Well, I don't <laughs> understand. <laughs> that's
4: all. Well, that's how, you know, what mediocre sounds like,
3: man. <laughs> it sounds a like a board show. <laughs> what a standard to, <laughs> to get to. I'm, I'm
2: in that headspace. Charlie, I
0: feel like you got to start over because there's no way we can use all this, right? <laughs> <laughs>
2: well,
1: That's we can give ourselves the option video. at least.
3: <laughs> Charlie, and, uh, we need a hard reboot. <laughs>
1: <laughs> well, Adam doesn't have to go again. I can just say, and I'm Charlie Wallace. Uh, we're here with our next <laughs> installment of our Mary Marvel movie <laughs> march just after. <laughs> 40 Mary Marvel for 42nd installment of the Mary Marvel movie march. Well, just you have to after.
0: introduce people first. You never got to introducing people. <laughs> I know. I that's Adam's all I was going to go gonna, uh, again.
1: All right, All right.
3: <laughs> I think so it don't tell you people what's
0: happening.
1: Hard reset. Until
0: you know who's here. Otherwise they can't talk. That's the law.
2: <laughs> and That's I'm Char- my favorite r- rule. <laughs> my favorite law to break.
5: <laughs> you know what? Let's just start this whole thing over.
3: I, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> all right.